0: Here we go, look at us We're flip-flopping, flammin', fling-flinging, flunging
1: flip uh, flimmity a flop
0: Yes, welcome Do it To the
1: post-Zencaster era Era, era, era God.
0: So welcome to Bum Puzzle. my name is BRCA And with me is a man who left me two voicemails in under an hour And both said, you need to call me, <laughs> it's Aaron Kirby <laughs> they, were, they were a lot
1: more desperate sounding than just, you need to call me I yeah. think there was name calling, I think there was a lot of, I need to talk to you
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. and, I, yeah. and I know
0: I'm calling, <laughs> a lot Yep, yep, no, there was a, there was significant Desire to have a phone conversation around areas that that we will get into. But what Aaron just pointed out, this episode may or may not sound different to you. There is definitely going to be one change, which we'll, you'll just find out as we go. But we have switched services. So some of you have complained to me uh, about just the overall quality of the show. Uh, because it basically sounds like Aaron interrupts me for an hour, and like I'm his bitch, <laughs> and he's just like, fuck your opinion, for basically an hour straight. But what that is is that Aaron and I's audio is not syncing through a solution called Zencaster. Blah, 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 this is boring. We switched to something new. So we're going to try it out, and I actually feel pretty darn dang good about it. I will say...
1: Uh... I, the thing that I like listening, because it didn't happen every episode, but in the last episode, it happened so hard that it wasn't about me interrupting you. I liked that I was responding to you before you were done making your point, which made it seem like I was a psychic and knew what you were going to ask me, because I would straight up have answers out of my mouth before you finished the question. (laughs) I think we've only put out two episodes that had the, the issue, correct?
0: Yeah, it's definitely
1: a but low there was, number. There was a lot of behind the scenes on other episodes. Yeah, cleaning it up.
0: Yeah, which caused
1: and, us to make the change. So and
0: a, yeah, and going into the lore of Aaron Kirby and I doing projects like this. We had a podcast, which was a great podcast, but it was called 15, but so much of that was happening that we just decided to quit doing it. (laughs) And when I, yeah, and I stumbled on something like this that I felt resolved what we were trying to do. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. We get to work together again, finally. And then Mm -hmm. it started happening. And I can just tell you guys, if this doesn't work out and this is one of your favorite shows, You better start grieving, (laughs) because I don't know what to tell you after that.
1: Chris and I are both very excited to do this, but we want it to be as easy as humanly possible, where we have to do as little as humanly possible, so no editing, editing, no nothing, so this is where we're at. That's what killed the 15.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what killed the 15. We essentially just want the only requirement is for us to show up is my feeling like yeah, that's want pretty to much up, it
1: record you do a couple blippity bloops throw it into the world and then i'll tweet it
0: yep yep you you're you're the director of marketing
1: i'm the director of marketing you're the director of technology you or what sure i'll be the cto you're the, C- the C- chief technical officer yes i'm the vip yeah why not <laughs> Do companies have VIPs? I feel like every company should just have one person who's a VIP who doesn't really do a whole ton, but does enough.
0: I feel like there is a level of nepotism at each company where you would have the opportunity to appoint someone a VIP where it's just like, listen, just get over it now. This person's gonna get paid money and they're not gonna do much. <laughs>
1: See, that's the job I've been looking for my whole life was just to be like the office morale guy, be like, hey, this guy will just come in and ask you how you're doing. That's about it. If he yeah. has a desk. He's never really at it. <laughs> He's hanging out by
0: the snack bar. I don't want to reveal too much, but you're basically divulging my management style. <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby. I just like uh, to manage people how i how I like to be managed, and that's essentially to be left alone entirely. so
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, as a worker, like to do as little work as possible and get paid as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to find the perfect marriage of those two things. Very difficult in this world. I think I was born into the wrong family. I think if I was born into a different family,
0: I could have mm-hmm. done it. But yeah, and I want to, and I'm going to speak for you for a little bit. What Aaron Kirby's saying right now, it sounds like he's actually he's being silly. We've talked on the phone multiple times of him trying to do this. He is dead serious that this is <laughs> going to, to make as much money to do the least amount of work.
1: But just ha- like let my personality just carry me. And I don't know how. I don't know how to do it. And yeah. if this podcast doesn't take off, this is my last chance, man. I'm, I'm living for nothing at this point.
0: <laughs> I really do image you at a work environment one time and someone like finally stops and asks the question and they say to themselves, wait, what does Aaron do here? And then all of a sudden, there's just like a cloud of smoke that's in your silhouette because you've darted out of the office because you know like that's it. <laughs> It's over. The sham is, it's, it's done. (laughs) Yep. The jig is up. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a
1: record scratch. Like. Yep, (laughs) exactly.
0: Yep. And you like lift your knee and like run it back. Like you're about to take like a cartoon sprint and you shift your arms backwards to like get ready to wind up. And you're like, well, that's it for me. (laughs) Beer. (laughs) Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. (laughs) Brink. Oh, that's fantastic. So. So that's where, that's the state of our union.
1: The state of the bum fuzzle union.
0: Yeah. While our friendship, I feel, is built of solid steel, the podcast that we create is sewn together with feathers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a perfect way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, So, with that, I just get to ask you, Eric Kirby, what are you doing?
1: Um, What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, what I'm doing is I just read a thing right before we started, and I just want to use this because I'm, I'm in shock. I'm intrigued because one, did not know that you could make a trade in the NFL until the whole season was over. I guess once the regular season's over, you can because the Kansas City Chiefs have just traded Alex Smith to, you want to take a guess?
0: Arizona? Nope. One more guess. Um,
1: The Jets? No, to the Washington Redskins. Oh? Yeah. He is traded not only to the Washington Redskins, but the Redskins have already signed him to a four-year extension going through 2022. So, Cousins is gone can you imagine being cousins right there being like fuck you guys (laughs) yeah you franchise me what twice and then you just trade for someone they're giving up a second round pick and possibly more so cousins is out of there okay which makes the offseason even more intriguing
0: that's good for the fucking redskins to get ahead of that kudos to them do you know the details of the deal like how much uh looks like that is not being
1: disclosed at the, as a like honestly it's it's fifteen minutes past the hour. this happened about five minutes before the hour do you but think it,
0: he gets north of sixty mill total yeah four year deal four year deal yeah
1: yeah i, I wouldn't see what, what is that be that's a fifteen year? fifteen million yeah, yeah
0: he gets more than sixty
1: guaranteed. Not more than sixty guaranteed, no. But I think as yeah. the total contract, a four-year extension. I think his average for those four years will be more than fifteen million dollars.
0: I like Alex Smith a lot. He's. Fine. I just. Yeah, I think he's a good quarterback. I think that I think that's an awesome person to put an investment in.
1: Yeah, I think he's great. I like his story. I like that he came out so young. I like that he struggled and kind of came back from it and then found success. I like stuff like that. Like a lot of people forget that Drew Brees kind of sucked for a couple years
0: yeah like,
1: remember yeah. how bad those chargers teams and he was he was when lt was there and he was wasting lt then he threw together one year and then left in free agency because they had philip rivers because he was so bad they drafted philip rivers well they drafted eli manning but then traded for philip rivers uh because drew Brees wasn't good and then he goes to the saints and just becomes drew Brees. so i like it when quarterbacks do that you know
0: no i'm totally with you God, that's real that's like the obviously like the most compelling piece about that is the fact that they're pretty much announcing that Kirk Cousins is not coming back. So now it's just the mystery of where he is going to go. And they probably saved a lot of money. Oh. Because my God. Kirk
1: Cousins is probably gonna cost a lot.
0: Like, dude, he's about he's about to be the fucking Jeff Bezos of the NFL. I feel the way people are sucking that guy's cock, and I don't necessarily dislike Kirk Cousins, but the ceiling in which that guy's value has increased to just speaks to the small amount of quarterbacks there are, rather than like the quality of his play.
1: You can be Mike Glennon and make forty-eight million and get a forty-eight million dollar deal. Yeah. Yeah. God.
0: I Just wonder where he'll go.
1: Like, because Kurt Cousins is like he's good. He's not great. Yeah, by any means, but he's good, and that's all he needs. It's all yep. you need. Uh, it looks like the Browns also tried to trade for the uh, for Alex Smith. So, how happy does Alex
0: Smith have to be? I'm guaranteed there's a big fat sigh of relief. All right, so let's do this as an exercise on the spot. Let's pick the top three destinations for Kirk Cousins that we think he'll go. And I'm going to start off and just throw Arizona in there because I think that's a real possibility.
1: Uh, That's one of the people I think would have to go after him. I think that if you are the New York Jets, you have to look into him. Yeah. I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you have to look into him. And I think that's because they don't seem to be thrilled on Tyrod Taylor up there.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, because I think Tyrod Taylor is great, too. That's so weird to me how much they don't like that guy. He must have a bad attitude or something. Do you
1: think Tyrod
0: Taylor is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, though? No, but I think it's close. And if you have that defense where you can put a bunch of money... Like, why would you sacrifice that? That's the thing about Kirk Cousins is that he's going to siphon so much fucking cash, dude, where, like, you can't really round out your team with that kind of quarterback. So my
1: thought is any of the QB needy teams that are at the top of the draft, like the Browns, mm-hmm. the Giants, uh, the Broncos, those teams aren't going to be making a play towards Cousins because it's such a rich QB draft up top. Yeah. So maybe those people in the middle, like Arizona, would be perfect, like you said. And New York, the New York Jets could do it, I guess. Maybe.
0: They're, I think they draft six because they draft, yeah, they draft six because they draft right in front of the Bucks. What playoff team do you think could be? Do you think Jacksonville could make a play?
1: Maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, they say they want to keep Bortles. I was reading a thing today that they're they're planning on keeping him for next year, so that would involve a big move. I I would say that's a soft maybe, but I think Bortles is probably their guy.
0: So definitely not like a top three. So I'm good with saying I think the Bills, Arizona, the Bills. I mean, you always have to throw the Jets in there. Let's be honest; like they'll take they'll take any anything that they could potentially could the get. Bengals. Yeah, I mean. But they just re signed Marvin Lewis and forever isn't I correlate that back to them just re-signing Andy Dalton cuz they're just big dumb idiots. You
1: and you listen to the same podcast I do with Mike Lombardi and he was really high saying that Kirk Cousins was going to be with the Bengals this
0: year. <laughs> well, not to bring up a sore subject, he also said John Gruden was going to be a fucking head coach in Tampa Bay. So Oh boy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yep. All right.
1: Way to take the air out of my. I'm seat.
0: just saying, dude. I'm just saying. I thought it. I. I. I put a lot of investment in what. In what his words were, but after I saw that, I was like, okay. Well, it's like,
1: like, it's not like the Bucks didn't make a play, so he was right about that. But
0: oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Which is just so weird to me. Why he still chose Oakland over Tampa Bay? A hundred million reasons why. Oh, you don't think they would do that? Fuck no, I'm glad they didn't. Ten ten years? Yeah. If it goes
1: south in three or four, you still pay that dude for twice as long as he coached for you. That's retired.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. you. So I think our list is complete. Um, What are you doing? No, no, no. I want to do one more. Okay. Are you sure that Minnesota want to make a play for him? Ooh, that's
1: actually that's a wild card I, well because i don't think bradford or keenum is gonna stay there i feel you know i'm such a i like teddy bridgewater
0: a lot of people do i just don't see the sample size support it. he's a, he's a it.
1: nice young boy and i want him to succeed
0: yeah so okay. let's do it mom <laughs> it's a nice young man <laughs> I feel like I'm like the teenage daughter And you're trying to get me to date like the nice kid That has a job after have school
1: Teddy, he has his own paper route
0: Yeah, but I want to fuck the kid that smokes in the woods <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: come on, You want the Zell who doesn't have a job And I want you to have the Bridgewater
0: exactly. exactly Sweet young boy Exactly What I'm doing, and I don't even want to jump into this too hard Is I'm still on Black Mirror And I have one episode left and it's great and I love it, but I definitely don't think people want to hear me talk about it anymore. So I don't know why I wrote it down. <laughs> uh,
1: did you see White Bear? That's been a me asking you for like
0: a Oh, while. yes, yes, yes. So my apologies. Jessica immediately reminded me that I had seen it and I liked it a lot. That's the one where she's like almost like a person in an amusement park where everyone's filming them with their phones mm-hmm. or her rather and she's like what's going on and it's like a lifelong punishment where they wipe her brain at the end of the day and she has to do the day all over again
1: yeah and uh <laughs> did you see black museum in season four or is that the last one
0: that's the very last one that we have not there,
1: watched there's an easter egg of her in that one. Oh, cool yeah. yeah it's pretty obvious it's not like like you just have to look in the background you're like oh fuck it's that girl
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. I, I'm so happy that I watched it. I really did enjoy it. Even the ones that I was like, meh, I was still happy I watched it. Hey, what'd you like, think I think of, did enjoy uh, it.
1: What would you think of uh, the one with those robot dogs?
0: Metalhead. Yeah,
1: th- those those guys are main.
0: I thought it was great. It was I awesome. It was good. Yeah, it was really cool. Like... They made it perfect. Like They didn't do too much character investment. It was only like 40 minutes long. It was fun. It was a it was a really good episode. Crocodile is the most disturbing fucking thing I've ever seen ever.
1: I <laughs> but, uh- That's one of the ones I haven't watched from season four. I cherry picked season four. What did you think of that Star Trek episode? Because I thought that one was also great.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I liked it a lot. I, it's funny because Jessica and I both started watching it and neither of us liked that shit, like Star Trek stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. That's why I
1: put it off so long. But everyone was like, you should check it out. It's good.
0: Yeah, but then it's just like, it's just like a horror movie slash thriller movie slash technology dimension slash are those people real or not? Apparently, they're going to do a spinoff of those people.
1: That makes sense because they're lost in space, pretty much. Lost like, in space. Um, you know, one thing I it bugged me the whole time is that dude, the main character, who was the bad boy in the final seasons of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. looks like a fat Matt Damon who's losing his weight or losing his hair.
0: He pretty much is. The yeah. fact that those guys haven't been casted as brothers yet. And one's like the most successful and the other one's like a at home loser. And like the whole thing is the like plays da- the da- same exact character. <laughs> yeah. And their dad and their dad dies. And then they have to like come home and just like deal with each other of like never amounting. Like that's a, like, hurry up and do it. <laughs> like I just gave you, I just gave you a Golden Globe nomination, so fucking just go do it. Just get it done. Go do it. Speaking of getting things done, are you ready to turn in your homework? Yes, I did my
1: homework. I say I did my homework. Uh. If you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. And if you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my
0: homework. I did my homework.
1: I wanna do a good job.
0: Okay. So with that, I'm gonna just talk about mine, but I'm going to start it with asking you a question. I totally forget what the podcast was called and the episode was called.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> it's uh what really happened? What really by happened some jabroni.
0: Yep. What let me look it up. <laughs> And it was, hello,
1: Simon, or what's up, Simon, or thank you, Simon, or...
0: Yes. What really happened by Andrew Jinks, and it was no thank you, Sam. No, thank you, Sam.
1: No, thank you, Sam.
0: Yeah. And what it was about was essentially why Michael Jordan left the NBA the first time. Uh, People... On surface level, we're like, it's because he wanted to go play baseball to honor his dad. Like, if you ever seen the 30 for 30, that's typically what it is. But this is just playing into a conspiracy theory, which Michael Jordan left the NBA because he was a fucking welcher. When it came to bets, and he wouldn't pay on bets. And his gambling problem was just a huge issue. And David Sturm was like, all right, you're out. And it really focuses on one line in the press conference where... Michael Jordan essentially says, if David Stern will have me back in five years, you know, I'll go play. I mean, it has nothing to do with David Stern if a team wants to resign him or not. So that's what leads to the conspiracy theory. Um, I will say this. I actually really like the episode. I was hoping that that guy would have other things that I would be interested in listening to, but unfortunately he didn't. But the episode is really great. And the funny thing is, is it's very much like those a discovery, like conspiracy or like discovery show, uh, conspiracy shows, and it's like divulging something. And it's interesting because I actually don't like those shows because they have all this hype around moving the needle forward in the investigation and like proving the conspiracy theory and they never do. This podcast is no different, but it's still wonderful. It's still wonderfully entertaining because they just talk about how Michael Jordan isn't actually like a class act, which is obviously pretty well known by now.
1: So, Yeah, which I will say shattered me when I found out as a teenager that uh, yeah. he wasn't that great of a guy.
0: Can I tell you um, something that they alluded to in this episode, but they never divulged? I just happen to know what happened between him and Muggsy Bogues.
1: What happened between him and Muggsy Bogues?
0: So do you know who Muggsy Bogues is? Yeah, little, little baby boy. He was in Space Jam. Yep. yep. So he's a short basketball player. So Michael Jordan was guarding him during a game. And essentially, he did this multiple times. But one of the crescendo moments of playing him is that he was at the three-point line. I'm going to do my best not to laugh telling you the story. And he backed up. And Jordan looked at Muggsy and said, shoot the ball, you fucking midget. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, Muggsy Bose never recovered from that event and like couldn't play right and no one would sign him just because <laughs> Michael Jordan just fucking flambayed him.
1: <laughs> That's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> shoot the ball, you fucking midget.
1: <laughs> That's Beautiful. Big fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's the funny thing that I like about Michael Jordan, Aaron Kirby, is that I actually wasn't like a huge Jordan fan, but the more shit talking stories I hear of him, it makes me like him more. <laughs> he sounds
1: just as good as shit talking as he was on the court, which I don't think is what he's known for at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's fantastic. There's other stories too, and they're they're all equally hilarious. So my take is you anyone should, that's interested in that at all, you should definitely go listen to it. Even if you're not interested, I think it's just a very interesting story. Um, and there's other stuff on that feed too that could interest people. So I would definitely check it out because it is definitely well produced. So Yes.
1: You enjoyed it. I, yes. I, and I will give you full disclosure. In high school, I didn't turn in a lot of homework. Uh, in high school, I did half- Half the homework. A lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, I did about half of your homework. Oh no! Oh no! And this this goes. This isn't this isn't me copying out of it. But this is just. I'm just. I just don't like watching stand up comedy right now. Yeah. And so I did watch it, and I did think it was funny. And from what I saw, I like, I'm, I like Tom Zagura. I've seen him live. I never got to work with him, but I, I like been to the club multiple times to watch him. And he is, I think, one of the best working comics around. Uh, but to, with that said, uh, I watched it yesterday and I very, don't really remember much of it. And that, has, that says more about how I feel about stand-up comedy at the moment uh, than it says about the special because to get even a chuckle out of me, Watching us, kids. I I've never been able to watch stand up comedy. Like,
0: oh, interesting. Yet you wanted to be a comedian. I wanted
1: to entertain. Um, but it was good. And that the joke that made you uh, give it to me as homework was really good. Yeah, I loved his take because uh, he did three takes. Comedy rule of threes. He talked about the word retarded. He talked about saying that's gay. And he talked about the word midget. And I yep. loved it. Yep. I, lo- I love that bit, and I'm trying to remember the other bits. There was other bits in there I really liked. Yeah, But I'm just not a fan of watching <clears> right
0: now. You just know how to make the sausage. It's that's all you're focused on. You're like, oh, okay, I see the bones of that, and yeah. that's like what you're. That's what you're seeing. You're not like, like you can only laugh at off-the-cuff humor because it has to take you by surprise at this point. Like yeah. you're so in your brain with stand-up comedy, like you can appreciate something, and be like, oh yeah, that's funny, but you won't like laugh audibly about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I uh, there was a couple things. God, I wish I could remember what he, his story about his dad in Vietnam, like yeah. a- asking if he's killed somebody, and then he's like, "No, I threw I threw grenades in the bunkers." <laughs> like after he said he never killed anybody, but he was just yucking grenades in the bunkers. It yep. was quite funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great. So I will just say this about that joke. After seeing it, I mean, it's pretty obvious that the people complaining about it weren't even listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what that, he was saying. That's what I wanted to cover, which is the story every time. Yeah. The only time it wasn't the story is when Dane. No. D, what's his name? Daniel Tosh. Sorry. Almost said Dane Cook. Yeah. Is when Daniel Tosh told a heckler who was upset about a rape joke, saying, It would be funny if someone came and raped you right now. Like. That's the only time someone didn't hear what that person said, or did, did hear what the person said, because his joke was funny, it's smart, it wasn't talking about mentally retarded people at all, it was talking about the use and the context of the word, which is currently, everyone debates all the time, like yeah. you can use it, and how you can use it, but he, his was in the most playful way possible, and his example was hysterical, because that plan to, that he portrayed was retarded. It was a retarded thing for their friends to do.
0: Yep. And I will say this, that has nothing to do with anything, but you remind me of it. I was at a concert for Bob Schneider in San Francisco, and he's a a musician. He actually makes some really good songs. My buddy turned me on to him. That was the first time I had ever heard anything and saw him live. And he did the, you guys having a good night? And everyone's like, "Woo, yeah. And he's like, you better be because I have special uh, SF police officers here that will rape you if you're not. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he was like, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. Rape's horrible. Trust me, I've done it. People don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and he told maybe four or five rape jokes. And it was funny because he kept going till people weren't laughing except for me and my friend. So, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So do you have homework picked out for the future? I do do you have homework picked out for me? I do okay
1: um, I'll give you yours first so this is the, don't count this as double dipping but something big happened this weekend and I really want your opinion on it there yes. is an, there is a really good match and the reason I'm giving it to you is it was the NXT main event with uh, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, facing mm-hmm. Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship. Now, uh, there's a lot of great wrestling matches in history. One thing that really is great about watching a wrestling match is when it becomes better than you thought it was going to be right in front of your eyes. Yeah. So I actually sent you that Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black match because it was, it, it was so much more fun than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't necessarily the perfect match. This match I watched on Saturday... I knew it was going to be really good. I even told my friends, like, "There's a star system." I was like, "There's," I was like, "This could be a five star match." WWE hasn't had a five star match since like 2011. I was like, "This could be a five star match." There yep. is a service called CageMatch.com where it's kind of like a Rotten Tomatoes. It's almost like a community; people rate it. Right mm-hmm. now, this match is rated as the second best WWE match of all time. What? Um, yes, and there's a lot of recency bias. I mean. It's a new website. So it's not like people who have something fresh in their mind, like Flare and Steamboat, you know, are going to go on there and be, you know, blasting reviews on it. It's more of like the last 10 years type of thing.
0: Can I jump in and ask you a question about this site? Yes. Is it all user generated reviews or is there like actual, like, professional reviewers that are incorporating it and does that even exist
1: user there's only one guy there there's people who call themselves professionals there is one guy in the wrestling community named dave Meltzer who's been doing it forever yeah uh and he's kind of a fire like a fire rod i'm not sure that's the wrong word to say i don't know he's he is can be controversial because people take his opinion so seriously i respect him for what he's done And anytime I see him rate a match highly that I wasn't going to watch, I'll go, I should probably go see that match because this guy has watched more wrestling than anybody who's watched wrestling. He hasn't let his reviews come out. It actually comes out tomorrow and I anticipate it being a five-star match Yeah, and he does it by increments of quarters. There's no way it's going to be under 4.75. I will be shocked if it's not a five-star match. It had everything. It was so good. It was an underdog story. There was outliers uh, from like the outside that came involved but didn't ruin the end. It was a brutal match. It was super great. That's the one I want you to watch. Yep. It is the longest singles match in NXT history.
0: I will watch it. At 32 minutes. I will watch it. And yours is to watch the Black Mirror episode Crocodile. Crocodile? Okay, I'll watch Crocodile. that. Crocodile. Boom. Boom, So baby. go ahead and play along at home. Um, if you want call to arms, if you do decide to play along at home, uh, feel free to let us know on Twitter, and we'll talk about your feedback as well.
1: Yeah, let us know. And also, we were rolling around the ideas: is if somebody wanted to give us homework, yeah, let us know, and we can definitely incorporate that as well. We're not sure if you guys want to force us to do anything, uh, mm-hmm. but we're not doing anything that takes too much time. Right, couple
0: ground rules. Couple ground rules. Can't be too cost and and too too expensive. It and it can't be a live event. Right? Is that fair? Correct. Yeah, I think that's fair. Can't be a live event. Can't be expensive. And I think that's it. Yeah,
1: you know, a movie, an album, a TV show, uh, a podcast. You want us to you want us to talk about it? You think it's interesting? You want our opinions on it? Let us know. Tweet at us, uh, and we'll do it. We'll give it a shot.
0: Yes. Beautiful. That was incredibly easy. And now we're going to roll into getting paid.
1: So now I don't know where to start.
0: Just do it, bro. You just do it, bro. Well,
1: I have horrible news. Oh, no. You guys want to know? There's just...
0: Who are you talking to?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> this bad news mm-hmm. is that Beat Check... From blood buds
0: I thought you said it finally went through.
1: I didn't know how to tell you, and I thought maybe it would be interesting to tell you. But the check from Bloodbuds bounced. So,
0: did you talk to What's His Butt about I've it? Left lots of voicemails.
1: Oh. I've sent lots of emails mail crate we've never had any issues working with mail crate uh lug butts, sounds like a cool service uh it sounds like they were doing interesting stuff yeah but they can go fuck themselves
0: yeah and i actually i'll just say not to make it too real but you know i don't even drink and i just like that you guys were doing from the camaraderie perspective so the fact that I went out of my comfort zone to let Aaron read those and you to participate in our show, come on, like, what's be better than that?
1: Well, that was the thing. When when we were first approached by it, if you guys want to do any sort of So you know, somebody just email me at bumfuzzle at gmail.com and we can definitely, definitely negotiate there their rates. But when they originally emailed me, I was a little worried because you don't drink and I was like, I don't want to be, you know, throwing this. And I know you're a man with an amazing willpower. I know you're a strong dude and I know that you're doing great. In uh, your sobriety But I was like I don't want to be the guy Who brings this But they offered More money Not calling you out Mailcrate But they offered More money But now We have none of that money So fuck you glugbuds.
0: buds you <laughs> offer offer More man. fucking money If you're not gonna pay it out Like It's just all arbitrary At that point I don't yeah. know
1: if it, the, the app is going down I can't find it On the Google Play store Or on the Apple store Anywhere I don't know What the fuck's going on uh, But if you guys Used it Let us know Maybe we can figure out where the hell they went. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about it much more than that. I'm too mad. I'm too mad about it. I had to go into a bank today like a fucking old person. <laughs> to try and figure this shit out. Ugh.
0: I just, uh. Roll the tape. Okay. Okay. Not that funny. It's pretty funny. Frustrating. Yeah. All right. Um, So no ad? Nope. No ad.
1: This was was it because they did their month and I was waiting to get paid and then they were going to re-up for another month, but... Okay. That's fine. From now on, we take payments up front. If you email us, it's frustrating.
0: Very frustrating. Okay. So... Mm, Joey. So moving into uh, whatever the fuck we're doing, the news. (laughs) There's two stories that I have here. And they're both like funny sound bites. And we can talk about both of them because I think they'll both be short. But there's something on here that I want to talk about that I know that you're well versed in. And I don't think I needed to write it down, but I should have. You're going to help me fill in the blanks on this. So Royal Rumble happened Sunday. Everyone knows that Brock Lesnar is now a WWE superstar, mm-hmm. and what he do you was mean, wrestling. Maybe now is one. For like meaning, like he went from the UFC to WWE, he not went like
1: from the WWE to the UFC and then back to so WWE. Thank you very much. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I was much. I was being he was a, a WWE superstar first.
0: Wait, is that true?
1: Yeah, he was a WWE superstar like f- 10, 15 years ago, and then he went to UFC because he didn't like. The uh, schedule, and this was right after he tried out for the Minnesota Vikings. And then that's pretty started, hilarious. He started be- so when he, after he left WWE, he became the UFC champion, and then we ended up getting him back. And then he went, got popped, came back. That's
0: the difference between heavyweights and like middleweights, dude. The fact that he can do that, and CM Punk's like, I want to try. <laughs> he just goes and gets his ass beat. I can't. We're fucking Brock Lesnar's a rhinoceros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <All> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways. Uh, Okay, this is an area I need you to fill in the blank. So, he was in a match with...
1: He was in a triple threat match for the Universal Championship with Kane, uh, the devil's favorite demon, and Braun Strowman, the monster among men.
0: And that's the guy, right? The last one you said? Yeah, Braun. Okay, so, Brock Lesnar was kneeling down and Braun went to knee him in like a wrestling knee. Let's just use that term, a wrestling knee. Mm -hmm. The problem was that he actually connected. And apparently there's a thing and I'm just gonna tell it from my perspective because obviously I didn't watch it live And you're the one that go went to You told me to go check it out. Uh, you're like, so Yeah, he got need in the head and there's this thing in wrestling Where Brock Lesnar gets to retaliate to even the score so that they're even there and then they can just move on from it And that's just how it's paid hmm after watching the gif of the entire sequence Brock Lesnar kind of went above and beyond (laughs) what I would consider retribution because the way you described it, which I'm not trying to discount in which you did it, was that, yeah, you just popped him in the head, which just knowing Brock Lesnar, I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to suck because it's Brock Lesnar. And you gave me a gif of the headshot where he hit him in slow motion. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, he has a concussion without question. I watched the full sequence, which I believe I sent you. And, of course, you saw it live. Where Brock Lesnar, his face immediate fl- made, immediately flips into like a kill switch. He fucking body checks the guy with his fist and hits him in directly in the kidney. And you can see the excruciating pain he's in his face. And then nails him in the fucking head to the point where the guy spins to the ground. And Brock Lesnar couldn't give a fuck what he just did to him and
1: this guy is legitimately bigger than Brock Lesnar
0: yeah like he's a he's a solid 6'8 dude
1: who is yeah huge
0: and I think everyone's seen for the most part what wrestling punching looks like where it's like it's almost like at most times like a two-handed affair where you put one hand on top of the person's head and you're kind of like punching the hand so like you can see like what a wrestling punch looks like this is like a cold-cocked, wind-up, like, perfect formation, like, turning the body, making sure he feels the severity. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he punched him directly in the temple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was an easy spot, too, because he punched him in the stomach before, so he was just bent over to his knees. And yep. then Lesnar was up and just direct straight straight shot
0: yeah. to the temple. Am I the only one that thought that was too much? His retaliation. Has anyone said anything?
1: It's uh, it's a little too much, but nobody really says anything when Brock does something. Nobody wants to be on the, the end of Brock's scorn, <laughs> as you saw. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a thing that happens. I mean, and it does. You don't. It's called a receipt. You don't get one all the time. Uh, but there was. Uh, I've actually read reports from like the like insider guys and the reporters, and it sounds like uh, Brock. Even if you like slow down, he actually is yelling at Braun Strowman to slow the fuck down, and then he hits him because Braun Strowman is. I've explained to you he's very young in the business, Mm -hmm. so he's learning on the fly. He's just this monster of a dude that they're like, we gotta get him on TV right now. He can figure it out in a couple of years, and so Brock was just like telling him like, like calm down. Like it's a huge match for this Braun guy, right? Yeah, he's just like calm the fuck down, like. I'm a vet, like, stop it. And yep. he kind of, I guess, used the punch as a way to slow him the fuck down, which would slow anybody down. That guy's lucky that he is as big as he is, because if he was a normal WWE superstar, like if he was like Finn Balor, who's like under 205 pounds, oh, my God.
0: I'm not even trying to be silly. I don't even know if I would be awake right now if he did that to me.
1: Oh, me? No. And if I was, I wouldn't want to be.
0: Yeah. It would just be bad. Like, you would, like, hear ringing in your ears for, like, a few weeks. hmm it's, it's, it's pretty fucking gnarly. Um, and the two other stories that I have, uh, one of them... <laughs> so, everyone knows what's happening with Russia. I think we talked about Icarus on here, that documentary about doping in Russia. Yes. Turns out they don't give a fuck because they apparently got banned from the Paralympics... For doping the handicapped.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is just the fucking funniest thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Objectively
1: hysterical. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is an Onion article that's in real life.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, It's just the only thing we can do is just talk about the hilarity of the idea of these... Poor individuals that do this event to just break up the monotony, you know, just trying to find some other meaning in life, like some goals, you know, everyone needs goals. And the cool thing about that organization is that they create goals for people that it's more difficult to create life goals, right? Like progress towards something And Russia just said. I'm gonna take this to the nth degree and we're gonna fucking stick to all these fucking handicapped people. Oh my god. It's just it's just no bounds. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Is there a level that you just respect Vladimir Putin with his like incessant competitiveness and like pettiness and manlyhood?
1: It's not respect and it's not admiration, but there is something about him where you're just like Man, you live a life that I could just never even have the balls to try.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Like it's just such an incredible level of I can do whatever I want.
0: Yeah. Vladimir Putin is like the definition of hold my beer.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> like you thought this was bad. Wait until I start doping the special Olympics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, like anyone like on a Maury Povich show as a guest, any of her friends that are like, I don't give a fuck, Vladimir Putin gives way less of a fuck than you do. Like way, way less. He is not for public persona at all. He doesn't give a shit what people think about what him. What
1: does, well, that's the funny thing. It's like his priorities are so silly. Like, yes, the Olympics are a really cool thing. To do, like to do well at it's great for a country. I feel like we in America don't really understand how cool it is to have someone win because we're bored with winning. Like it's like if we don't win, we don't even watch.
0: Right. You know, what unless I mean? it's the World Cup. But I totally get your point. Yes.
1: Yeah. Which I think is a whole separate entity. But like yeah. the idea that he needs to win so badly that he not only wants to dope the Olympics, he wants to dope the Paralympics is just. Fucking mind boggling. (laughs) Like the like he's just like, We're gonna win we're gonna sweep out the Olympics, we're gonna sweep
0: the Paralympics. It's just fucking insane. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just so upset, like every time one of those guys has a story come out be it vladimir putin or like kim jong-un i just get so excited because i know my reaction is just going to be me saying no fucking way Dude, <laughs> like almost every time you can't help but laugh
1: at this story <laughs> it's so ridiculous yeah and it's like almost it's almost too good to be true from someone who is not affected by it being like is that this is like i like it's a perfect onion article
0: yeah, and I just want to make sure that I'm I, that everyone understands that we understand the distinction between Paralympics and Special Olympics, mm-hmm. um, and this is why it's so goddamn funny.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like the South Park
0: episode. No, 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 no. It's not like the South Park episode. It's so
1: so goddamn funny.
0: Yes. I don't... <laughs> Proceed.
1: Can you picture, like, the murder ball team of Russia? Yeah. <laughs> I'll juiced up like the murder ball scary enough with the American crew. But like, I, I don't That's not in the Paralympics, but just picture that. Yeah. Right it up, dudes. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'd love it. A bunch I of actually. West
1: Lugers and fucking wheelchairs.
0: I forget which country it is, and I'm going to look it up. But I believe there is a country that is pretty much Russia, except it's not Russia, but it pretty much is Russia. Venezuela. And they have a USC where guys just fight to the death. <laughs> it's like state-sponsored and everything. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. Is Isn't it... it is dude, it Rome? <laughs> is it Rome from oh, however many years ago? That would be amazing. No, I think it's like... Yeah, uh, yeah it is Rome. I want to say it's like... Eh, I'm not going to pretend, but it definitely is something that's happening right now. Dude, is that, is that area of the world just the most insane thing? Like, how many videos on Reddit do you see on what the fuck where it's like a car going 75 in a fucking school zone and just like taking out a mom or something. And you're like, oh, that's Russia. And like everyone around them is just like, yeah, that's that makes sense. And they like move on with their day. Like, it's oh, so fucking crazy. Like already? It's like it's only nine.
1: Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the afternoon yet. Give me a break.
0: Dude, the Russia car accident videos and just the way. The dash cams it, are the best. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And just like you'll see like reality shows where they have like Big Brother, but like the clips that go viral is like a dude beating the shit out of a chick. And it's just like, yeah, well, she was talking. So it's just like totally acceptable over there. It's just insane to me. Like, can you
1: picture it's like me? Like I get on the subway. I go to work in the morning and I I get to work. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, you wouldn't believe, you know, the subway was delayed. Or yada yada yada, but he was like, "Yeah, another dude blew up on Chestnut Street. Like he just exploded. <laughs> he was trying yeah. to get, he was trying to get into the church, but he didn't. All right, what do I got to do today? <laughs> like crap. Yeah. Him in. <laughs> yeah. How many, just how many like, emails do I got to sift through real quick? Like it's just yeah. so common space.
0: Could you imagine getting to a point emotionally where if someone dies in a gratuitous manner on the on the way into work? And it slows down your commute that you're just mad about being late again. (laughs) Hey, I will say this. (laughs) Not a
1: fan. Definitely get mad when people jump in front of the subway here in Chicago, which it happens not as frequently as New York. uh, But when it happens, it really fucks things up for millions of people. And I'm happy they're dead.
0: I re oh boy, boy. where are we? Let me get my bearings. Let me get my bearings. Let me get my bearings. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I will say this before we move on to the next story. I do get a funny visual of a person jumping in front of a subway and you saying audibly fucking again. Like,
1: He'll <laughs> be like, come on, man.
0: Yep. yep. I got to walk upstairs and take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the next story, uh, which is not much of a story, but again, just fun to talk about, talking about crazy places in the world. So those that don't know and live under a rock, there is a drug lord by goes by the nickname of El Chapo. Chapo. And he and he has just promised that he won't have any jurors from his upcoming federal trial killed um, under that. That's a pretty much it is that he promises that he will not kill anyone, and so, he is guilty of doing that in the past.
1: So, is that one of those things where he's saying that, and then every juror will be killed within like a 15 second span in different places of the country? Pretty much. Yeah. That he's just like, don't worry, not this time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I learned my lesson, and now yeah, they're all dead.
0: Yep. It is going to be, I, I really hope that it's like one of those things where it does happen. That's a terrible fucking sentence. But then he his response is like, no, guys, I promise. Remember? Remember <laughs> it's like, I it couldn't be me. I told it you. It couldn't be me. <laughs> I told <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Remember when I pinky sweared? Like, it couldn't be me.
1: I crossed my heart. <laughs> I stuck needle in eye. Come on.
0: <laughs> is El Chapo Russian?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, st- I, know I stuck needle in like, eye.
1: I feel like El Chapo and... Uh, Putin are definitely cut from the same cloth.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: Like one hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like if El
1: Chapo was uh, rich and protected in the in in not to say he's not, but in the way that Putin is, and like so like ingrained in that country, like he would probably be roiding up some Paralympics by now. Like he's just figuring out the shit to do.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, who's to say that Mexico isn't jocked with steroids for fucking soccer? You know? Yeah. It's the same fucking doping agency. It's WADA, World Anti-Doping Agency. So I'm sure there's ways around it. But yeah, dude, the other places in the world, like just, it's so, this is so fiction. Like the things that I just read to you. If someone told me that that was like a center point in a movie, I'd be like, "That is a terribly written movie. Like, there's no way that would happen." But in fact, it is happening. Like yesterday, it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um. The world is a weird spot. Uh, do yep. you, Do you want to talk about Michigan State?
0: Yeah, I mean, we might. I, I don't know. All I know is that. That dude got all those years and people fucking told him he's a piece of shit at the thing, but...
1: I just want to talk about how cool it was that I thought the judge... uh, Did you see the, the thing of her tearing up his letter? No. He essentially... So if if you guys are also living under a rock, Michigan State's having this huge thing because Larry, Larry Nasser, who was... Uh, I don't know. He was like the head trainer at Michigan State, but also that's like home for uh, where the U.S. women's uh, a gymnastics team would train. And I guess he sexually assaulted pretty much every gymnast uh, <laughs> yeah. for like 15 years. And so they're all coming forward saying the things that he did. And we're talking like... Like, the biggest ones. Like, he just did it to everybody who went into his training room. But he wrote a letter saying that it's too much, uh, like, mental anguish to have to hear the testimonies of all the people that he abused. And she, the judge, is a video of her ripping up the letter in court and just throwing it in the air. Being like, sit there and listen. Which was just great.
0: Yeah. It's great. No.
1: But Michigan State overall sounds pretty fucked, but we won't get into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Uh, good for you, Judge. I just like that. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, my God. No one's going to understand what I just laughed at, but I just got your message. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, anyways. Who? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm glad that she did that. I'm glad that she did that. She's great. All right. So this is where... Let's go ahead and just give an update from one individual. Gruden Watch. So Aaron Kirby... This thing is running on life support. But I do think that if I see something good... Or you see something good on Twitter... On John Gruden's Whereabouts... It's our civic duty to speak to it, irregardless of his current employer. And Andrew you Oliveira. Raiders? You mean my Oakland yes. Raiders? Keep, keep pretending. I bleed silver and black. Have my whole life. Andrew Oliveira at Drew o 93 I'm pissed John Gruden just walked into my restaurant, saw it was busy, and left. I just want to meet you, man. Raider Nation. Raiders. Can you relay the message for me? So this is my question to you. Can you see? John Gruden gets audibly and visibly upset in Monday Night Football when people or when refs are slowing down the game. Mm -hmm. Where in life do you? I just saw that you replied to him. (laughs) (laughs) Where in life do you think John Gruden shows patience? in the bedroom no shopping no washing his car no eating no taking a shit no film no really maybe yeah maybe
1: but while he's shitting he's thinking about eating and while he's eating he's thinking about how it's how he wishes it would turn to shit quicker
0: do you think that guy has like a snack jar on his desk Filled with like whatever his favorite snack is, like a pistachio or maybe like a peanut butter M M&M. and M. Yeah, and he just goes through it in like a day. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like a, it's a con- like not like a, your normal mason jar. Like I put my sunflower seeds in. It's like a comically large. Guess how many jelly beans are in the jar? Win a gift card to Chili's type style one.
0: Yeah, and every time people give him shit for it, he just acts like a victim of it just being on his desk. <laughs> he can't help himself.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's like Rex Ryan, but with healthy snacks when it comes to the snacks on his desk. Is he a health nut? He's, yeah, he's really. Well, compared to Rex Ryan. Well, now Rex Ryan is, but you, you've heard the snack stories of Rex Ryan, right?
0: Uh, I've definitely seen, like, he's, like, a huge Frappuccino guy and that kind of shit. Okay. I
1: can't speak to it now, but I'll find all the write-ups. But there's people who have worked with him who have, who've like, told reporters the shit that he would do. And he would eat, like, two large pizzas in his van, like, after practice, like, in the parking lot. And he would go... We'll write it down. Next week, we're talking about Ryan, Rex Ryan's eating habits prior to his surgery because it was insane.
0: Yeah crazy this was and this was while he was fucking feet all right (laughs) right what a pervy gluttonous man yeah
1: picture all the weird stuff he's done with charleston shoes
0: (laughs) yeah yep and we give that guy a lot of money Mm -hmm. all right so moving into the to the sports segment listen up it's time for sports this shit's recorded how else are you supposed to know that this shit's important then the first one is is chief wahoo for those that don't know is the cleveland indian mascot and he has been a controversial figure for would you say over 10 years now is that fair maybe longer
1: it's probably been longer, but I would say public light, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, and they are finally retiring the Chief Wahoo logo so that he will no longer be represented on any team gear whatsoever. So I have two questions for you, Aaron Kirby. The obvious question, is this too little too late? Uh, from like a PC police standpoint. And secondly, do you think that... The gear that has the logo is going to go up in value or be treated as Nazi propaganda. Well,
1: I feel that it will be a blend of both. I feel that there will be people who treat it as such as Nazi like they will shun it. And because of that, there will be increased demand to have it. Yes and I agree. And you want it you want you want some controversy on this podcast? You guys want me to the to stoke the flames? Do it. There's a probably I'd say a 90% chance that I'm gonna get a Chief Wahoo hat before <laughs>
0: it goes away. I actually want you to do this so I can live vicariously through you and see people's reaction. Cause I honestly think the majority of people that have exposure to Chief Wahoo look at him as not a racist figure but a fun-loving cartoon character.
1: Yes, and like my my standpoint on it is I get it. I I, I get why it needs to go. I think if you take any of that stuff away, which is as when I was growing up didn't con, didn't consider it, didn't think about it. When I first watched Major League or Major League 2, That wasn't in my head. Honestly, it wasn't in my head until I was an adult. Objectively, very cool hat.
0: Yes. One of the best. One of the best Major League Baseball has to offer. One of the best. Yeah. Uh, But I get it. And I'm going to get it before it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he definitely has a very racist smile, in my opinion. It's very, like, 1930s era, so. Do I think the hat is racist?
1: No. Do I think Indians fans who paint their face like it and bang on drums? Yes, I think that's racist.
0: Yes, yes. If you haven't seen it, go find that photo of the guy in red face with a feather hat on Standing in front of a Native American and tell me you don't get uncomfortable looking at that because it's it makes my skin crawl every single time I see it.
1: Yeah, anytime I see like a white guy with that paint, it's no, it's horrible. Like, but the hat, objectively, very cool hat. You don't need to wear it on your chest. You know, nope. you don't need to wear it on your face. Wear it
0: on your head. You don't need to be racist. <laughs> you don't need to be racist. You could just like the hat.
1: Uh, and still, the Redskins won't won't change their name, which is. Way worse <laughs> than Chief yes. Wahoo. Way yes. Worse. Maybe yes. Maybe the name that's uh, that's racist because it is so cartoonish.
0: Yes. But it's
1: it's literally a Looney Tune from the '50s placed onto a hat.
0: Yeah. Looks so, like someone that would kidnap Betty Boop.
1: Yeah. So it's like I, we're it's twenty seven, twenty eighteen now. We can move past it.
0: Well, I would counter and say it is twenty eighteen, and we can't. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So that's, so that's what that is. So Chief Wahoo, Big may bomb, you rest in baby. peace. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say I'll miss you because I've never been an Indians fan. In fact, I despised you when you beat the Mariners back in the day. But regardless, I, I appreciate the logo nonetheless. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am going to check and see if those things start being expensive because that's my bet. Is that they will be. Yeah, that's why um, you, you have to get it before it's
1: taken off of the MLP shop.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Chicka, chicka, chow, chow. Now the reason Aaron Kirby left me. Two voicemails in under an hour. Aaron Kirby, I'm just going to sit back and let you sing your song.
1: Do Wait, is this the minute? No, dude. Oh, thank God. Okay. I was not ready. <laughs> There's so many things to cover.
0: So yep. now David. it's
1: the minute. Go. Uh, wait, really? Yep. Oh wait, no! Come on, can you? Nope. Go. All right. So the Royal Rumble was uh, a was, uh, sat- sat- was was. was, was take over. Where I was already talking about Almas versus Gargano, which is like one of the best matches ever. It's been. It's easy I mean, you're t- it's on the m- the month is only like a, b- a month old, but or the years only like a month. Old. Holy shit! You have me also. Up. All right, but the Adam Cole and Alistair Black uh, Extreme Rules match was really really good. And then you have the uh you have the Royal Rumble, and the Shinsuke Nakamura one. Oh my god, Shitsuke Nakamura! Not only was he was my pick, but I also picked numbers out of the hat to see which entrance I got. And I got number fourteen having Shinsuke Nakamura, and I won like fifty bucks from it. I love it. I, I jumped up and down like a kid. Really, really good. I really didn't watch the rest of the whole thing, but I watched the other Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble was a women's Royal Rumble, and it's Oscar one. And it was just like it was like fifteen legends. It was, it was crazy. The Undertaker's wife was in it, and she was eliminating people. She eliminated like five or six people. It was, it was absolutely nuts. But then Oscar ended up winning it. I was really, really good. And then at the end of it, she had to choose because now there's two brands. There's Raw and SmackDown. They also they both kind of run independently, but the Royal Rumble allow you to main event WrestleMania against the champion. But then, now that there's two brands, you have to choose the champion. So Alexa Bliss was in, in the ring for Raw, and then Charlotte was in the ring for SmackDown, and Oscar's
0: done.
1: And then, I hate you, by the way. Uh, you can
0: keep going. We're going to talk about Ronda Rousey now. Well, anyways, I so. was
1: building up to that. So, yeah. So Asuka is the winner. She is about to make her pick. Shinsuke Nakamura makes his pick in, after the match saying, I want AJ Styles. Going to be amazing. Can't wait for that match. I can't believe they're doing it. Hopefully, they get 25 minutes and they just tell them to go tear the house down because they can. But Asuka's in the middle of it. And then the theme song... From Freaks and Geeks starts playing. Oh, right. I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's why I, I... Because I never really watched and I was like, I don't give a damn about my reputation. And Ronda Rousey
0: fucking comes out.
1: Ronda freaking Rousey.
0: Yeah, um, you know that's her, her ring song, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, Continue.
1: I, I found that out because my friend Kevin was in a beanbag and he was like so deep into the beanbag that you like ask for your friend's help to get up. And the moment it queued He was on his feet. I've never seen anything more physically impressive in my entire life. I haven't seen anything that physically impressive since the Paralympics in Russia when that dude with no legs learned how to walk again. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But Ronda Rousey comes out. And she is wearing a super cool Rowdy Roddy Piper style shirt with a leather jacket and she comes down into the ring and she's looking and the place is going crazy and when Royal Rumble season starts everyone there's a big WrestleMania sign in the arena so everyone always points to it like I'm going to WrestleMania. So she points to WrestleMania. The place is nuts. She tries to shake Oscar's hand. Oscar slaps it away, and she just smiles, and she leaves, and she goes to Stephanie McMahon, and she extends her hand, and Stephanie McMahon shakes it very reluctantly, like, what is going on here? So Ronda Rousey, then it's broken after the, the, uh, the event goes off the air by ESPN that Ronda Rousey has signed a full-time WWE contract, and mm-hmm. will be wrestling full-time what was so interesting about this is a lot of people were thinking that she was going to be a part of the Royal rumble because she's a big wrestling fan. There's uh, she's had friends, Shayna Baszler, who's a wrestler for NXT is one of her friends. Yeah. Uh, but she was filming a movie in Colombia, So no one thought she They're like, well, maybe it'll happen later. But I guess triple H like almost smuggled her into the U S so press couldn't find her. They like bought tickets for a ton of people to travel with her. So she was like always surrounded by people in the Mm -hmm. airport and in public places, which is just fucking crazy. But Ronda Rousey is now a part of the WWE. She's going to be wrestling full-time. She's back finishing that movie. So she wasn't on Raw. So she's back finishing that movie. I'm not sure when she's going to be joining. I have no idea what the timeline of the movie is. But she's in WWE. She's going to wrestle full-time. I think it's super fucking cool. It's probably the biggest... Get in terms of mainstream that they've they, they maybe have ever gotten in terms of a full time person, but it reminds me of the Attitude Area or like when they got Mike Tyson or when they had Floyd Mayweather do something in the WWE. Mm-hmm. It's like huge, yeah, or Master P. Did they do something with Master P?
0: Remember when he was in the feud with the guys that like country music and they said, I love country music but I hate rap.
1: (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. What? Uh,
0: It was like post-NWO WCW days. Oh,
1: man, I don't remember that at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for Ronda Rousey because I actually think she's just been really good for the UFC and the sport in general, especially for the women. And you always just kind of root for people that are like that, that you think that deserve it, and I think she deserves it. So I hope that it works out for her. I honestly think that as a complete novice slash someone that definitely doesn't deserve to have an opinion here, um, I think her promos are going to kind of suck, and I think that the hype around her is going to be too high, and it's going to be hard for her to meet that hype, um, but I hope she figures it out, and I hope that she's a mainstay and is wonderful. I just don't see it. I uh,
1: I don't think she'll talk. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll play it in. I'm not sure if they throw her with a manager like Brock Lesnar has a manager so he doesn't talk I'm not sure if you throw him or throw her with with Paul Heyman. Uh, she will definitely I can't imagine they're gonna tell her to go open raw with a 10 minute promo ever. I think they're gonna play to her strengths and realize what they have and they're gonna put her they're gonna play to their strengths and keep away from her weaknesses so I think I think she's gonna come in and wreck shit. There's already rumors on what she's going to do at WrestleMania, which doesn't involve either of the women's championships, which I think is the absolute best decision mm-hmm. uh, that you can make. It's gonna. It's rumored right now that a couple of years ago they started a they started what could have been a, a match. Ronda Rousey was at Mania and The Rock was there, and he like invited her to the ring, and then she like. Uh, took down Triple H and there was this whole thing like well, maybe one day we'll get The Rock and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and supposedly that's the rumor right now if they can get The Rock to do it. So that would be very very fun.
0: And they're buddies because I think they did the Fast and the Furious movies together. They Plus d- I think they just know each other through Hollywood. Yes.
1: Yes they did and uh, I think it's fun. I think the main reason I think it's fun is because it gets a lot more eyes on the product and I think yeah. I, especially in the women's division I think it's it's there's no discussion on how good the women's division is now than it has ever been. Yep. And so I think it's, I think it's great. I think, uh, but like today, a bunch of the women started tweeting about how like they're not amused and like, Oh yeah, I guess that we didn't just set make history by having the first women's Royal Rumble. Let's all talk about Ronda Rousey. And a bunch of the women are tweeting about that. And my friend texted me being like, Hey, uh, it looks like all these girls are pissed. And I was like, dude, if you don't think that they're being told to tweet that right now, as part of a storyline, like, you are wrong. I was like, no no golfer is really mad at Tiger Woods for putting more money in their pockets.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad to hear that, because I was going to say, like, that's when people were saying that everyone hates Conor McGregor in the UFC, but it's like, are you kidding me? Like, the paydays he's giving people now, based off the popularity of the sport? Like, what are you doing? Like, I would fight on that guy's card if I could have points on it, like just because I would get paid out the ass. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, you, I get not liking the person, but it's no one would say that out loud. Like, it's like there, it's a total work. I think it's, it's exciting. I think it's the biggest angle in wrestling right now. I think that's great for the women's division because,
0: would you say it's a Kurt angle? I can't, I don't know how to hang up <laughs> on the pad. I just raised my hand. Did you see me raise my hand? It says, hey. Hey. Raise your hand at me. Raise your hand at me. I just wanted to raise our Seattle numbers by using a pun, because I think that's the only thing people think is funny up here. Yeah, that is true. I'm sorry. Continue. Kurt Angle, you were saying?
1: No, no, no. You continue. You were the one saying Kurt Angle. Oh, also, breaking news. Alex Smith, four years... $94 $94 million with $71 million guaranteed.
0: Damn, so that's $17 million a year. Basically $18 million. 71,
1: 71 of 94. So that's pretty much three years guaranteed.
0: I mean, good, good for his, Alex. Great job, man.
1: Now you get to go to the Washington Chief Wahoos, baby.
0: <laughs> well... Well done. All right. Boom. So we have a question. I like questions. Continue to give us questions. And this is a great question. Aaron Kirby, go back in time and give one athlete a clean bill of health for their career. Who would it be?
1: So I, this is not a question from a viewer or a listener or a, uh, or a Twitch streamer or whatever we call you fucking selves, uh, bum fuzzies. This is a question I found on Twitter. And I just, I went the joke route because everyone was saying uh, Bo Jackson. Nah. And I said Roberto Clemente, because my stance is he wouldn't be dead. He'd be alive. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, Bo Jackson's pretty alive right now. Uh but yeah. I said Roberto Clemente, but it had it did get me thinking because there's aii can not I can't I don't want to name one, I want to name a couple that really maybe stimulate yourself so you know, maybe get your tickles your pickle a little bit. Do it. Uh, one that jumped out at me, uh Grady Sizemore. Okay. What do you think about that? I loved watching Grady Sizemore.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good one. I think that's a I think that's a good route to go. I think a local one for the Seattle scene, of course, mm-hmm. Ken Griffey. Oh, that's interesting. So you went that route. One of mine, and I don't know if it counts because I'm technically not going back in time. Is I would just love Felix to have a clean bill of health, just so he can have that resurgence. Not even for like more wins, but just for him. Like, I feel like he'd fucking he deserves it. He deserves, like, it's like the team finally is like rounding a corner and getting offensive support that like more than ever. He deserves it.
1: That's a really good one, too, because he definitely if he could be fully healthy right now, he would be really, really effective. And he deserves to play in the fucking playoffs, man. He deserves to yeah. play in the playoffs so fucking
0: badly yes the other one that I have just to keep the homer status going along is ex-UW basketball player slash trailblaze basketball player Brandon Roy has a has a degenerative knee issue and he's just always been so wonderful to the community and just his, his career was robbed short so I would love for that guy to get a full career in the NBA
1: that would be a really really good one he definitely deserves one and who knows how good he could have been Yeah. He was. Like, he would still be. He'd be playing right now at a very high level.
0: Absolutely. Him and Nate Robinson went in, like, the same year, and Nate's still playing. Like, that was only, what, fucking. Like, nine years ago? Like, he would definitely still be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Roy. I get the Bo Jackson angle as well. I think that's a really, really good one. That guy's strikeout rate was shit. Like, I get it. it. Like, he's fun. Yeah. Do you know how much. Let me ask you this question, Aaron Kirby. Like baseball, let's say he went to the Mariners in like his best year, maybe his second best year. Can you sit here and tell me that you wouldn't fucking hate that guy <laughs> with how much he struck out? Dude, I would hate him. I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I, I have. I have no interest in him playing baseball. I just have yeah. interest in him playing football. Yeah, Gail yeah. Sayers. Yep, Gail Sayers would be a good one.
0: Yeah. Reg, uh, not Reggie Miller. Um, Grant Hill. I would like Grant Ooh, Hill.
1: That's a good one too.
0: Yeah, because uh, Derrick Rose is a good one. I mean, I keep going basketball. Um, Thank God, because I never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's you know, uh, a, a local guy, Tim Linsicum. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a Cy Young's. That's a fucking good one too. Yeah, but um, such a violent delivery on his arm just
1: destroyed
0: it. Yeah, ooh, Pedro Martinez would be good, too.
1: When a, man, he had a three-year stretch where he, it, you can argue, is the greatest three-year stretch of any era, no matter what.
0: And then everyone watched him fucking pitch his arm out at the All-Star game. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it. There it goes. There it See you later. Just, we're out of here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Another football player that I feel deserves it because obviously there's other ones. If you want to go with like a clean bill of mental health, maybe. I was thinking that, but I don't know how dark we want to get. <laughs> like Junior Junior Seau, is that what you were going to say? No, I mean, wasn't he retired before? Yeah, but I fuck, I mean, yeah. clean bill of health. Yeah, uh, I was thinking Michael Vick. That's a good one. That's a fucking great one. Yeah, if Michael Vick,
1: I don't know how he, what clean bill of health you'd want to give him, but if he didn't do the things he did and whatever led him to think that that was okay, that would be really interesting to see what he did during that time, during a golden era of QBs.
0: Yep, yep. I'm trying to think of a running back, and I don't know why I'm having such a terrible time, but there has to be a running back that I feel was just like Rob Robbed of greatness. Cadillac Williams of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A, well, I don't know that was really injury. That was a lot of things, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, he was
1: injured <laughs> forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse Williams on the Seahawks was a defensive tackle that showed promise, and that was just one of those sad things where he had, like, a degenerative knee issue again. Those knees, man, they're fucking – they're basically like an athlete's heart. It's like they
1: hold you up or something yeah if uh tweet us what you guys think uh go outside the box
0: i would love to hear just some really good ones tiger woods is a fucking good one
1: yeah yeah that's a jesus yeah because every everyone was pegging him to break every single record and then he had his thing and then his back went to shit
0: yep Pretty much, yeah. So Tiger Woods is another one. I mean, we honestly could play this game all day. I could literally think of...
1: We'll probably spend the next week texting each other back and forth, just the names of people. Yeah,
0: because I know I'm missing people from the early 2000s slash 90s in the NFL, that I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that guy was injured all the time, but yeah. he was showed so much potential. So
1: I'm trying to think of them too. But, yeah, no, uh, I those are all good ones. I think if I had to choose one, I really like the Griffey one
0: yeah i'm gonna go brandon roy i feel like griff i feel like felix at least had a period in which he was like immaculate where brandon roy never had that opportunity
1: yeah yeah that's a, yep. that's a great one because he is so much potential just mm-hmm. sitting there waiting to be a legend yeah but he luckily he's done a ton
0: of really amazing stuff for the community in seattle too so that's good yep bing bang bong bing boom baby All right, that's it. Uh, Anything you want to say because you don't get to do your cute little thing after the song anymore? No. Bye. I hope this worked. Shuty, I'll done with talking, see it as time for the challenge on the talking, no more shouting, I'll done with talking, see it as time for the challenge on the talking, no more shut all I'll done with talking, see it as time for the challenge on the talking, no more shouting, I'll done with talking, see it as time for the challenge on the talking, no more shouting, I'll done with talking, see it as time for the the talking.